Welcome to episode 29 of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. If you're joining us live today on our YouTube channel, the chat box is open. We'd love for you to uh, just let us know you're listening today. If you have any questions or comments, you can just put those in the chat box there. For the podcast for this month and next month, we are especially focusing on the message series that we're doing here at Lakeshore called I Resolve. The idea is a lot of times people make New Year's resolutions. This series is more about the resolve we need to have to follow Jesus. We started out in week one talking about what it means to what it means to be a disciple, to follow after him. We have to lay down our own lives and take up our cross daily to follow him. It means we deny ourselves and let him be the leader, let him rule and direct and lead us in the path that he wants us to go. This past week, we talked about one of those things we need to resolve to do as a follower is to resolve to study God's word faithfully. I'm I'm convinced that most Christ followers don't have a real deep appreciation for the value of God's word and the benefit that it has for us uh, to live the life God wants us to. So many people look at the Bible uh, in different ways, like maybe an ancient book that's a little out of date and doesn't apply to today, or sometimes they look at it as just a list of rules and regulations to, to restrict us and keep us from having any fun in life. But God's Word is there because He loves us enough to tell us the truth about things. He, he gives us both the, uh, the guidance and the direction uh, and the, the encouragement to live life to the full in His Word. It's his love letter to us. He wants what's best for us. And I love what it says in uh, one of the psalms that we used uh, Sunday in Psalm 19, beginning with verse 8. It says this, The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. And I love this description of the value of his word. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and keeping them there is great reward. He goes on to say, but who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock, my redeemer. God's word is is so valuable to us, and we need to to value the benefit that it brings to us. I, I love how he says, by keeping them, your servant is warned, and there's great reward in keeping them. We need to know that as we read God's word, as he speaks to us through that word, what he's doing is guiding us down this path that gives us the most rewarding life we can possibly have. He wants us to have blessing. He wants us to have life to the full. And yes, there are warnings. There are, there are what you might call boundaries that he sets for us. But those boundaries are there because he loves us. He knows if we get outside those boundaries, that's where the hurt comes. That's where the damage is done. That's where it hurts us or we put ourselves in a position to hurt others. So these boundaries are not there out of uh, an intent to restrict us from anything good. The boundaries are there to keep us in the areas that are really the best things for us. And then the other instructions are there because 
They're simply good. He says these decrees are righteous, and that word righteous simply means they are what's right. He, he gives us the revelation of his grace for us, but also the truth about things. He tells us the truth about those things that are going to be very beneficial to us. We also looked at another passage in the New Testament in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3. Paul is speaking to Timothy as he's mentoring him as a church leader. Paul is an older church leader at this time, and Timothy is a younger church leader that Paul's been mentoring. And he wants Timothy to be more bold in his teaching and his leading others. Uh, and sometimes as a young leader, that's hard to do. And, and Paul's giving him some reason to have confidence in what he's doing, especially when it comes to sharing God's word. And in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, he says this, All Scripture is God-breathed, is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. He wants Timothy to have confidence that if he will be true to the word and teaching that word, living it out by example, that there's reason to be bold about that because God's word is so beneficial to everybody who would hear it, listen to it, and apply it to their lives. I love the way he breaks it down. It's God-breathed, all right? It's directly from the mouth of God himself, and it's useful for a lot of different things. So one is teaching. So if people need to be taught, obviously, about life, we don't grow, we don't, we're not born into this world just knowing how life works and, and how it works best. And so we need some guidance on that, and God loves us enough to give us that guidance in his word. It's also useful for rebuking and correcting. We don't like the idea of being rebuked, and none of us do. Rebuking, though, means when we get out of line or we get off the path God wants us to be on, the rebuking is the calling us out on it and then bringing us back to where we need to be. That's the correcting part. Now, the rebuking is not pleasant, but it's necessary to keep us from straying even further off the path into those areas that are going to hurt us or hurt others. And God, you see, real love is not just saying, whatever you want to do, it's all good. That's not what real love is like. Real love says, I want you to know the truth about that because I care about you. And I don't want you having the pain that would come if you go down that path. I don't want you inflicting that pain on others if you go down that path. I love you too much just to let you wander down that direction with a hurt that's going to be there. So I'm going to warn you, and I'm going to call you back. That's what God's doing. He's calling us back through his word. It's rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. And again, training is important for us to know what's right. We've got to go through a training process. Sometimes that training involves being corrected, right, being rebuked and then corrected. But sometimes that training is just the encouragement that he gives us there in the word when we are going down the right path, when we are doing the right things, there's encouragement there that God wants us to know in his word. It's like honey, he says in Psalms, right from the honeycomb. It is so sweet when we know we're walking in the will of God and we have his favor in our lives. And that's really why he put the church here too, for us to be that place that we communicate God's word, the people that communicate that teaching so that people can get the benefit of it. And so that we can encourage each other in our walk in, in the Lord. This coming week, we're going to be talking about how we need to be resolved to serve willingly. I hope you'll join us because what, what we need to understand is if we're going to grow up as disciples, the idea is to grow up to be like Jesus. And the heart and the mind of Jesus is the heart and the mind of a servant. He said himself, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life 
is a ransom for many. And it seems contradictory, I know, and it's not what the world is telling us, but here's the way the kingdom of God works. It's an upside-down kind of kingdom. The greatest in the kingdom of God are the servants, are those who are willing to serve others, to, to be willing to lay down our own preferences for the benefit of other people. And God knows, because he made us the way we are, that that's where we get the greatest reward, the greatest joy. One of my greatest examples of this in Scripture that I, that I love the most is when Jesus is meeting with his disciples in that upper room, when he's having that last Passover meal with them before he goes to the cross. And as they meet in that upper room, no one has thought to do the thing that they always were supposed to do when they have been traveling and they get to that place and they're ready to sit down and have a meal together. Almost always a servant would wash the feet of the people who are about to eat together. And one reason is, is because they reclined at the table. They didn't have chairs that they sat up in with their feet down the floor like we do. The way they ate was reclining around the lower table, and you would be near each other's feet as you reclined around the table as you were going to eat there together. And so when you traveled wearing sandals in that climate, your feet would get dusty and dirty, and you would sweat, and it would be needed to wash the feet. And no one had decided to be that servant when they got together that night. And the scripture tells us that Jesus got up from the table, took off his outer garment, wrapped himself with a towel, he got a basin of water, and he went around and washed all of the disciples' feet. What an example of having a servant's heart. He didn't wait for somebody else to do that. Here he is, God in the flesh. He's about to sacrifice himself on the cross for all of us, including those disciples that he was having that meal with. And he knew in that crowd with those people that were there, there was Peter, who was going to deny him before the night was over three times. And there was Judas, the very one who had already made the deal to portray him, to turn him over to his enemies for what was about to happen. You see, when he washed feet that night, he washed Judas' feet too. What a heart of a servant. And if we're going to follow after Jesus, if we're going to be his disciples, we need to have that kind of heart, that way of thinking that we're going to serve others. It doesn't mean they deserve it. It doesn't mean they've earned it in any way. It doesn't mean we're even necessarily in agreement with who they are and how they're living their lives. We still serve. And Jesus knew very well what Judas was about to do. He knew very well that Peter was about to deny him like he was going to. He knew all of those disciples in the room that night were going to scatter when he got arrested and not really be there for him. And still, a servant's heart says, I'm sent here by the Father to serve you, and that's what I'm going to do. And after he washed their feet, he said, now you've seen what I've done. I want you to understand this is what I want you to do for others. I want you in this kingdom that I'm establishing to understand that the greatest value you have to the kingdom is the value that you give by serving others. So I hope you'll join us this Sunday. We're going to be talking more about that, going a little more in-depth with this idea of being willing to be servants. We're going to do something else this Sunday that I'm very excited about. Uh, I have mixed feelings, really, about it. We have one of our elders, Art Laird, who's battling Parkinson's disease, and uh, Art has uh, understanding with the progression of that disease that he can't continue to serve as an elder as he has in the past. And we wanted to honor and, and uh, 
and really uh, let people know what's going on with Art. He's served faithfully as an elder for over 15 years now here at Lakeshore. He and his wife, Joe, Joe are amazing servants here at the church. And Art is going to be set apart, has been set apart already, to serve as elder emeritus for the rest of his life. We'll still be able to go to him for counsel and advice and, uh, and be able to get the benefit of his wisdom and the years that he has served and, and we want to recognize him this Sunday at our services, so uh, I hope you can join us for that, too, as we give some time to recognize and honor Art and Joe Laird for their faithful service to the church here at Lakeshore. I want to, uh, before we close today, too, to tell you about several other things we've got going on, a lot of exciting things happening. This coming Sunday evening, January the 29th, we have a, welcome, a life group celebration. This is a celebration especially for people that are maybe already part of a life group or a Bible study group here at Lakeshore and those life group leaders. We wanted to bring all the groups together, as many people as we could that are in groups together, just for a time of fellowship and encouragement. But this is also for everybody else, even if you're not in a life group already. We want you to hear more about the life group ministry. It's at the core of who we are at, at Lakeshore Christian Church. We exist to connect people to Christ and each other, to grow people to maturity in Christ, and to serve people in the name of Christ. And life groups are really at the core of people doing that, being connected and involved and, and growing and serving together, doing life together. So even if you're not part of a group already, please go ahead and register for that. You can do that at our website, lakeshorechristian.com. Just click on that uh, life group celebration graphic. It'll take you to that form to get signed up. We're going to have desserts that night. We've got child care already lined up for you, so please sign up so we get a good count of how many are going to be here for that. We also have a new Bible study starting up called Basic Christian Doctrines. It starts uh, Sunday, February the 5th. It'll be on Sunday evenings at 6.30 at our Smyrna campus. If you've never gone through this study, it is a great foundational study of Bible doctrine, of, of the basic Christian doctrines that we build all of our life on as followers of Jesus. We want you to go ahead and sign up in advance so we can make plans for how many we're going to have at that class. And again, you can sign up at our website, or uh, if you're at one of our campuses before February the 5th, you can go ahead and sign up at one of the kiosks there at our campuses. We have a baby dedication Sunday coming up, Sunday, February the 12th. If you've had an addition to your family, we love celebrating that with you and having this time of dedicating your babies. We want you to register in advance for that. We'll be doing it at all of our services, our, our 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock service at the Antioch campus, our 10 o'clock service at the Smyrna campus. We'll all have a time for baby dedication. So whichever one works better for you, go ahead and register in advance for that as well. We have a welcome lunch coming up in February also. It'll be Sunday, February the 26th. Our welcome lunches are designed especially for people who are new to Lakeshore. If you've never attended one, we have lunch. Uh, when you register, you get to pick from several different lunch options there. And then we have a time where you can ask questions, find out more about our church, meet some of our staff and volunteers that are there for the lunch. Uh, it's a great time of us getting to know you better and you getting to know us better. So go ahead and register for that in advance, too. You can do it on our website again or at one of the kiosks at either of our campuses. We encourage you to join us for our podcast each week. We are live on Wednesdays at noon. Uh, if you can't join us live, it gets posted on our YouTube channel after that and on many popular podcast platforms, and you can listen to it anytime after that. We thank you for joining us today, and we invite you to visit one of our campuses, campuses this Sunday as we continue to connect, grow, and serve here at Lakeshore Christian Church.